Welcome everyone to the Courageous Truth Podcast. As always, I am honored that you have chosen to spend a little bit of time with me today. Before I get into the content I want to discuss, I'm going to open with a scripture out of the book of Proverbs, chapter 26, verse 24, 25, 26, and 27. The word of God says this, whoever hates disguises himself with his lips and harbors deceit in his heart. When he speaks graciously, believe him not, for there are seven abominations in his heart. Though his hatred be covered with deception, his wickedness will be exposed in the assembly. Whoever digs a pit will fall onto it, and a stone will come back on him who starts it rolling. A lying tongue hates its victims, and a flattering mouth works its ruin. Now, if we think about this scripture, what the writer of these Proverbs is talking about, that truth lasts, truth has longevity, truth will stand by you when you stand by it. Falsehood, lies, they will come to bring you to your destruction. And I know this is true in my life and you, dear listener, I'm sure know this is true in yours. So think about those words as we get into our topic today. What I want to talk about today is something that's, it's an age-old debate, but it's something that has irritated me a little bit over the last couple of weeks as we have heard rumors, and, and there's rumors of more lockdowns coming. There's rumors of more mask mandates. There's rumors of more vaccine mandates, and while they are just rumors, although I am hearing there is is more COVID upticks or whatever the case is, I, I can't believe any of that um, because it has been proven that everything has been tampered with, lied about, and it's proven, and it's been out there for everybody to see, and yet they're still going to try and push that. We know it's because of the election. If they do go through with it, um, I don't want to let rumors bring fear uh, just yet. Um, we'll kind of take it as it is, as it comes, at least for me and my family. Um, we haven't heard much here in Washington state, but we'll kind of just see how it goes. The rumors, rumors are coming out. So what I want to talk to you today has a lot to do with this scripture and that is conspiracy theory. What is that? I want to take a look at what it is and then I want to take a look at how it's affecting culture and how it's in so many ways dividing people and one side is using it as a derogatory term the other side is using it as a term to expose truth so we'll take a look at that so i'm going to read an excerpt out of a book and this book is by jb hickston he's a pastor in the midwest and he wrote a book uh it's about a year and a half, two years old. It's called, it's a couple volumes, but only two have come out. This is called The Spirit of the Antichrist. And it talks about the deception that is settling over our nation here in America and really around the world. Um, I'm just going to just read this excerpt and uh, discuss it a little bit. And we'll we'll kind of uh, see where we land in, in this episode. This is what it says in 
on page 24 of this book, and I'll read a paragraph or two. It says this, In April 1967, the CIA wrote a communique which coined the term conspiracy theory, quote-unquote. The classified document recommended methods for discrediting to t- excuse me for discrediting any public viewpoint that ran contrary to the CIA's agenda at that time. The dispatch was stamped quote psych unquote short for psychological operations or disinformation. Also stamped on the cover of the classified documents were the letter CS indicating it was part of the CIA's clandestine services unit. The bulletin came in response to a Freedom of Information Act request by the New York Times in 1976. Originally, the CIA created and weaponized the phrase conspiracy theory for for use in discrediting those who questioned the Warren Commission report about the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Over time, it became a label to use to discredit anyone who questions the official government narrative given on an issue. The conspiracy theory label is discussed often in academic circles, journals, and textbooks with the broader scope of psycholinguistic tools for mimetic hegemony. In other words, using memes and labels to advance and further the hegemony of the Luciferian elites. The bottom line is this. When John, when JFK was shot, history book tells us it was a man named Lee Harvey Oswald. After a little bit of time and not much thought and not much investigation, the public can view and see this and know that the report, see, what happened was, is when John F. Kennedy Jr. or John F. Kennedy was shot, they put out a Warren Commission report. And basically, that was the official story, the anchored story of what happened that day, what happened with the assassination, who was involved. That commission, that report was certified by the government and that that is the truth. If anything else, according to the government, that is the truth. There was one uh, about 9-11 and uh, other such things. There's one report going out about January 6th. Um, and what is ha- what happened with the John F. Kennedy assassination is we realized that the, the place that they claim Lee Harvey Oswald was sitting or where he was, there's no way that that bullet could have reached John, uh, the president's head the way it did. There are many theories about how he was killed. Was it the driver? Was it another person up on the grassy knoll? We don't know. I believe that the government does know. I believe the government was involved. I believe that it had it had to do with Lyndon B. Johnson back in the day. But what the public is being told isn't the truth. And so the government has created a false narrative story, and they're peddling that as truth. And what happened was, is because there was a video camera, people were, began to figure out and say, you know what? That there's, it's impossible to happen the way they said it was because of angles, because of the wind, because of the way the presidential motorcade was going, because of the direction uh, the president was facing at the time, and where Lee Harvey Oswald was, and the the 
and just the way his head moved. There was just like it was became plainly obvious. So what has happened now is this in at that point the CIA put out the term conspiracy theorists. In other words, that was going to be a term, a derogatory term that all they had to do was eke that term into the culture so that they could tell people or that that people could use it, they could use it as a derogatory term for the people that were questioning it, that were saying, we don't know exactly what happened, but we know what you're saying is a lie. They would just have to say conspiracy theorist, and then that would discredit that person's integrity, uh, discredit that person's opinion, that person's, um, you know, what he's uncovered about that event from what they saw. Now, Back in those days, in that time, there wasn't planned on having a video camera at that motorcade, but there happened to be one there, and thank God there was, because now people have footage, and it's all over the place, where you can know what the government said happened didn't really happen. And so that term conspiracy theorist, it has just been uh, used time and time again from a very young age to discredit people that are making as to make up people who have figured some things out to make them out to be crazy to make them out to be just outlandish thinkers that are are pulling out of their imagination some farce some tale to make it seem something that it's not now we may never know what happened to john f to uh, President JFK, we may we may never know, and I don't think we will unless there are some documents somewhere that tell the absolute truth. But for for someone to look at what happened and to decide out of their own investigation what the official narrative is didn't really happen. Now, I'm going to read another excerpt out of this uh, this same book, The Spirit of Antichrist, that's going to talk a little bit about Operation Mockingbird. And I, you're going to see how these two things tie together. What is Operation Mockingbird? I'm going to read out of this out of this book on page 71. All credit goes to the author. It is a large-scale operation of the Central Intelligence Agency, or the CIA, that started in the 1950s to disseminate propaganda to the public by manipulating the mainstream news media. At the time, that included print media, TV, and radio. Today, it also includes online outlets and social media platforms. Operation Mockingbird has thousands of agents on the CIA payroll who work for editors and producers. The next time you watch the local news, keep in mind that most reporters are reading a script. The media has been co-opted and is simply an agent of deception. Talking points of the day are coordinated. Everybody is saying the same thing, including all the pundits on all the channels. Why do you think CNN and Fox News, for example, cover the same stories? One would think, in a country as large as ours, that there would be more than enough newsworthy events happening at any given time to ensure that no two outlets are covering the same story. Or When people hear the phrase talking points, they think it is something that Bill O'Reilly's creative staff made up for a segment on his Fox News show. In reality, this idea originated from Operation Operation Mockingbird. 
Talking points are sent to the editor, and the stories are covered from different angles to fit into the false left-right paradigm. Operation Mockingbird did come underneath uh, a lot of scrutiny, and uh, it came under a lot of, um, you know, a lot of people that wanted to redeem the freedom of the press for the press to be able to make up their own stories, journalists who were independent and want, didn't want to get involved in the CIA's payroll and really wanted to report the news, they called what is called the church committee hearings. Okay, and I'm going to read a little bit about this. Uh, and this, uh, these hearings were in the mid uh, 1970s. 1976 is when the church committees first exposed this. And I'm going to read a couple excerpts from this book again. Page 73 says this, Operation Mockingbird began with CIA-paying journalists in major markets. Pulitzer Prize-winning journalists were paid to print fake stories and report fake interviews that the CIA wanted in the press. The church committee first exposed this in 1976. A member of the committee asked a representative from the CIA, do you have any people being paid by the CIA who are contributing to a major circulation American journal? The CIA official testifying under oath responded, we do have people who submit to pieces of American journals. So what this did is this man under oath basically said, look, we are paying people to report the kind of news and the news story and the way we want it, how we want it done. And if you've ever seen those videos where it starts out with one news outlet saying a, a certain news script and then another one jumping in on the screen, you can find it on YouTube, and another one jumping in on the screen till you have 10, 15, 20, all echoing the same thing at the same time about the same story. You can look it up on YouTube. Operation Mockingbird. A mockingbird repeats what you say. That's why it was called that. And once Operation Mockingbird was exposed in the church com uh, committee hearings, I'm going to read off of page 75 in this book. After the church committee hearings, Operation Mockingbird was allegedly shut down. George H.W. Bush, the CIA director at the time, made this statement about Mockingbird. Well, we're going to officially stop the Mockingbird program. The CIA will no longer pay journalists to write stories. From now on, the program is voluntary. In other words, he didn't say that it was going to be shut down. He basically said, we're going to have to shut down the payment of people, and we're just going to have people do say what we want to say voluntarily. And from this has been going on for years and years, 30, 40, 50 years, this has been happening. Operation Mockingbird is very much still in operation today. What does this have to do with anything? What does this have to do? Why is this important? Why is it important to talk about? I believe, especially at this podcast, that the truth is important. The truth is important. We, we started out in, in, in Proverbs where it talked about the destruction of him who lies, him who uses his lips to cover his hatred, uh, a lying tongue that hates its vixen, his victims. We're seeing that all throughout the news. We're seeing that all over social media. We're seeing it on every 
uh, electronic communication platform. Why is this important? Why is it important to even know where the term conspiracy theory came from? Why is it important to even know the truth from a lie? I always believe the truth matters because lies destroy good people. And the truth exposes evil people. I will always believe that. The lies around January 6th, the lies are destroying good people's lives. And the evil people are being covered and rewarded. Okay, there's there's a lot of things going on. A lot of people will call you a conspiracy theorist about the COVID virus when it has been proven that this virus was manufactured in a lab by certain people who had monetary interests in spreading this virus so they could push out their vaccines. And now they want to do it again. And they're going to use the term conspiracy theorist to shut the mouth of the people who want to speak the truth. The truth matters. The truth matters. It's not so much about being a conspiracy, because what is a conspiracy? It's a conspiracy when two or more people or minds get together to create something, to conspire. A theory is just an idea of how this, that combination of minds could have possibly worked. That's all it means. So it to be a conspiracy theorist just means I'm suspicious of the evil government or evil bureaucrats or evil business owners that are trying to do me harm. I'm suspicious of them. And because they're not very good at being evil and they're not very good at lying, the truth is exposing their lies. That means I ha my suspicions have been confirmed. The Maui fires. What are they hiding it is very obvious that people are conspiring to hide the truth. We don't know what the full truth is. There is a lot of victims. My fellow American citizens are victims. But the see, the thing is, is the Bible has a lot to say about the truth. The truth matters to God. And the truth should matter to us too. Going back to the, to the Maui fires, there is so much that is being covered up. The way that they're responding, the way that the government officials are, are handling this is absolutely, it's, it's hard to believe that it's actually America, what they're doing. It, it's, it's not that we're crazy conspiracy theorists that are making up stories to fabricate a fantasy. It's we're suspicious of a government with a track record that continues to spread lies and do evil things, and they're doing it again. We don't know exactly how. There's there's independent journalists that are trying to get in there that have to sneak in there to talk to residents. How how come the the media is not covering it? They're covering other things. So I just want to leave us with that. The next time someone calls you a conspiracy theorist. Just remind them that what you, what the theory that you have come up with in your mind comes from discernment, comes from the track record of those who continually tell lies. All a conspiracy theorist is, is someone who uncovers the truth and exposes the lie. Our, that this, this podcast is dedicated to exposing the truth and taking a stand for the truth. The more, like... 
Call me a conspiracy theorist all day long. Call you a conspiracy theorist all day long. It just means you're discerning, and it means you're suspicious of evil people that want to do you harm and not have to be held accountable for it. So thank you very much, and and I just want to make mention the book that I read a couple passages out of. It is called uh, The Spirit of the Antichrist, The Gathering Cloud of Deception, Volume 1, by J.B. Hickston. He is a... Uh, he has a ministry called Not By Works Ministry. He's a pastor, professor, and conference speaker. Now is not the time to be afraid. Now is the, is the time to be suspicious because when we're suspicious of people telling us lies, they're not going to be able to lie to us. And we're going to see, I believe, a lot of lies come out from the media, from the government officials, coming from local officials, coming from those in our friends and family who don't subscribe to the same truthful values that we do. So we need to stand strong. We need to take a courageous stand for the truth. And that's what this podcast is all about. So I hope this helps give you some kind of context about what these phrases mean, where they came from, and the fact that we can always just be better equipped to understand what's going on in the world around us. Our hope lies in Jesus. It doesn't lie in the government officials, even if uh, some miracle from heaven happens and our, our government gets back on track and really starts serving the people again. Our hope is not in them. Our hope is in one man. His name is Jesus Christ. He is fully God, fully man, and he is right now sitting at the right hand of God the Father making intercession for us, and he is going to return one day, and the government will be on his shoulders, and the government will be from his heart, and he will be the one running the government righteously and with justice true and righteous justice. And that is where our great hope lies, my friends. So God bless you. Thank you for taking a courageous stand for the truth. Please share this podcast with friends and family. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. And I will see you next week right here at the Courageous Truth Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the Courageous Truth Podcast. We live in a world that is in desperate need of courage and in desperate need of truth. Our prayer is that this podcast will equip and inspire you to live courageously for your family, your community, your God, and for your country. Be courageous in your stand for truth in a world that is completely abandoned. See you next time right here at the Courageous Truth Podcast. Remember, truth requires courage.